Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. What a wonderful, blessed day that it is to be in the house of the Lord to celebrate Easter and the resurrection of our living God. Amen? Praise the Lord. No greater day than today that the Lord has made to be celebrating his resurrection. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, as I was doing my studies and all, I uh, uh, come across some little, little tidbit of information that I that, uh, thought was interesting and maybe I had come across it before, just had forgot it, about it. Maybe you, uh, some of you have heard about it as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the Passover that started uh, so many years ago, uh, the, uh, when Jesus was uh, crucified, there was darkness that come across the land. And it's not only biblical and in scriptures it talks about it, but it's also in history books that talks about this darkness. And it can't be explained. You know, a lot of times when we have a solar eclipse, it can be exp explained by the moon passing in front of the sun. Well, that can't happen during a full moon, and there's always a full moon at Passover. And I don't know if anyone has ever thought about that or, or had read that, but, I, uh, but then, of course, and it's... Uh, from all them years ago, uh, we know God is the creator of the, uh, the lesser light, the moon, and the, uh, the sun as well. And, you know, this is just his design. Uh, all these things, that events that tr transpire and take place, it's all in his accord anyway. But it's just interesting that there's a full moon at night, so it can't be explained as a solar eclipse of why the sky darkened and got darkened at the time of Jesus' death. Amen. Just, uh, just interesting uh, information there. But... Good to be with you this morning and want to take us uh, to the Word. I do have a, a lot of scripture this morning, but I, I, just, uh, I hope that uh, I can just connect the dots with it all very well, what I feel like the Lord has given me, and uh, you will be blessed to hear the Word of God nonetheless than just hear me spout off a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so it's always good to hear the Word and get to receive the Word, but we're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but we'll begin at verse uh, 51 this morning as our scripture text. 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when it, this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, if the victory doesn't belong to Hades and death, who does the victory belong to today? Amen. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to his name. Aren't you thankful for that victory today? Glory to his name. Lord, we just give you praise and glory for this day, for your resurrection and your resurrection power. And Lord, we thank you for uh, what we feel in your spirit today. And Lord, as your word goes forth, Lord, use me as how you'd see fit, Lord, that I may speak to your people through with your desire, Lord, what you want to have said. Use me, Lord, as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the church say, amen, amen. You can be seated. And 
With that scripture text in mind, I want to talk to you this morning about victory at the cross. Victory at the cross. And there's a, there's a lot of different ways that uh, could went this morning uh, about the, uh, the resurrection. Uh, but, I, uh, but I felt like the Lord kind of led me this direction and talking about the blood and what, the, what his blood at the cross represented. And it represents victory for all of us that have believed in him and accepted him. That blood is so vital and so important. You know, we have a cross up here, and it's not in that we worship the cross or we put more faith in the cross itself. It's just a symbol of what Jesus did on the cross for us and the power of his blood, hallelujah, that it was shed on that cross that gives us the victory. Praise the name of the Lord. Without the cross, there is no victory. Without the cross, we have nothing. It's because of Jesus and what he went through and died on the cross that gives us the total victory in him today. We cannot even teach about Jesus without talking about what happened at the cross and his death. That is part of it. The death, as Pastor said earlier, the death, the burial, and the resurrection that all go in coincide together. It is the blood that Jesus shed at the cross that gives us our victory. Hebrews 9 and 22 says, According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. It takes the shedding of blood for the remission this morning of our sins. Without the blood of Jesus, we would have no hope. It takes that blood, that powerful blood. Today, I ask you a question this morning. What do you consider your biggest problem today? We all have a lot of problems that we go through, a lot of situations. It could be our job situation that we focus on is a big problem. It could be our family uh, situation that is a big problem to us. It could be our health, something that we're going through in our health that's a big problem. There are things that, that we deem as a problem in our physical lives the in the here and now. But I submit to us all this morning that our biggest problem and our absolute problem that we all have had since the time we were born is that of sin. And ever since we were brought into this world, the pain of sin and death were attached to us. And every day that we lived before coming to the cross was another day closer to our eternal demise. We were doomed. We had no hope. We had no peace within without coming to the cross and that blood being shed of Jesus for us and covering our sins. Glory to the name of the Lord. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that redeemed our soul. The blood of Jesus that solved our biggest problem, that sin that we were born with. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much before we even existed and born. He knew that we were going to exist, and he loved us down. He could see down through the ages that you were going to be here, and you were going to be here, and you were going to be here, and he loved you so much that he went through all that awful pain and torment. He went. He took those 39 stripes that one more would have killed him with another stripe. He took every last one so that you could be healed, so you could t- be touched, so that you could have peace today. He took it all for you because he loved loved you so much it kind of reminded me uh one time uh, you know in uh, in grade school you know so, uh, as the little boys do sometimes they they'll write a, a little note to to another little girl do you love me check yes or no you know and you <laughs> it could be kindergarten or first grade 
Uh, I remember doing that. I don't remember who, who I give it to now. I just remember doing it. You know, it was too long ago. But I remember, you remember writing, no, do you love me? Check yes or no. And if they wrote check yes back, well, then at that time, you considered yourself, you know, like kind of going together. You would walk with her. You would hold her hand or something like that. You know, it, it was just a sweet, you know, puppy love kind of thing. But uh, like uh, like I heard uh, uh, Brother Billy Graham say one time, it, would, uh, the, it was real to the puppy. You know, so you know that kind of puppy love is real from time to time. But you know, when you love when you when you love somebody wholehearted like that, you walk with them. You want them there and with you. As you grow older, you grow into more relationships. You have a stronger love, and you ha- and you get you see on the that strong love that Jesus had for us. He loved us so much that he gave. Uh, his life for us on the cross and he knew that that blood that would be shed was going to be the strongest most purest most most powerful blood that would ever be that would take care of every problem and situation that you could ever face in your life if you ever have a problem or need a situation there's absolutely nothing that that blood will not cure and take care of all you need is the blood of jesus applied glory to the name of the lord hallelujah hallelujah let me read on before I uh, get ahead of myself. But why is Jesus Christ's death and resurrection so important? Let's look at Romans in chapter 3, beginning at verse 21. Why is this so important? 3 and 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. So it's for all, it's for everyone. There is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's reiterating what I was talking about from a time we were born. We had sin in our lives. We have all sinned and fallen short, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God set forth as a appropriation by his blood, meaning that was, that was satisfaction for God himself to accept Jesus Christ's blood that he shed. And then not only that, when he was resurrected and he ascended on up to heaven after the 40 days when he proved himself alive, he sat at the right hand of God and he spoke on your behalf. For when that time comes and you accepted him and you had the blood applied to your heart, he has accepted you. That blood is what covers you and protects you. Glory to the name of the Lord. Through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Aren't you so glad that your sins have been passed over this morning? That blood has been applied to your heart. Glory to the name of the Lord. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. goes right along with what I just said, the justifier of the one who has faith. Do you have faith in Jesus this morning? Do you have faith in the blood that that he shed for you this morning? Hallelujah. So if Jesus' blood is not that blood of man, but of God, and it is so pure and clean, what else can it do for us besides the covering of our sins and freeing us from the corruption of death and also the wrath of God? Because as much as God loves us and, want, and wants us to, uh, to be up there in heaven with him, there is a wrath that will take place. There, there, is, there will be a, a, a consequence for the decision that you do or do not make about the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's read about this in Romans 5 beginning in uh, chapter 9, excuse me, verse 9. 
Romans 5, verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we... For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Because of his life, we can be saved today. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. He has reconciled us. He has justified us by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Glory, hallelujah, praise his name. For we know until that day comes for us of, of when we go meet Jesus, uh, as it says in Rome, it is appointed once for men to die, then after this the judgment. It goes on to say that Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. He's not offered over and over again like they would do sacrifices back in earlier days of the Bible. He offered once. He, uh, his blood was so perfect that it only took once, the one time, because it was pure. He's not, he was not the blood of man. Glory to the name of the Lord. Bear the sins of many to, to those who eagerly wait for him when he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So this morning, the next time that his second coming, when he's come, it's not going to be to be sacrificed again. He's already done that. He's already proven himself. He's already given his blood. It's for the salvation. It's to call you and me home. Glory to God. He's going to call us home. We're going to meet him in the sky. After those who are already gone before us raise up from the grave, we are going to meet him in the air. Glory, hallelujah. That's when he's coming again. Are you eagerly waiting for that today? Is that your hope today? Or do you have strength in that today? You should. You very well should. Because that his second time, that will, be, that will be what transpires and takes in place. But the blood of Jesus right here now, today, as we live and breathe, what can we expect from his blood that is so powerful and pure right now as we wait his return? I want to speak uh, for a couple moments on some things that this blood will help us do until that time comes. Number one, Jesus' blood gives us power over the enemy. The devil and his minions, every last one of them, he is stronger than them all. And all we got to do is lift up his name, plead his blood, and every last one of them got to flee. They have no hold on you. They have no power on you. The only power they have is what you give them, what you allow them to have, because you won't stand up and speak Jesus on them. You won't stand up and plead the blood on them. That's the only power that, that he has is what you give them, because we know that he is stronger, Jesus is stronger, than the devil and his minions. Anytime we are attacked by him, we plead the blood, and he has to flee. He, was, he will set all sorts of spirits upon God's children. The spirit of fear that we know does not come from, from God at all. He, Jesus has not given the spirit of fear. That spirit comes from a devil, and he will put that on you to keep you afraid of, of going out in public. He will put that on you afraid of stepping up for Jesus. He'll put that on you so you won't step up and perform something in the church. He'll put that on you so you won't step up and better yourself in a job. God has great plans for you, and you don't need to be afraid of what when you seek Him first Him and His kingdom, 
what he can do for you. Don't be afraid of what Jesus can do for you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Another spirit that goes on strong that the devil tries to put on so many people is a spirit of suicide. And any time, I don't care, even if it's not a, a, a child of God, but even more so, any time that spirit is put on any individual, it needs to be rebuked by the blood of Jesus Christ and condemn it and, and rebuke that and make it flee from you. And I believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that it will happen and it will be so because he is stronger than that spirit. He is stronger than a, than a spirit of suicide. And that's all the devil has come to do is to steal, to kill, and destroy any and everybody he can. And he will definitely do that as to the ones who's not accepted him yet and not believing in him yet, trying to take the very opportunity away from each and every one who has not believed in Jesus yet. There's so much suicide going on, and we need to rebuke it. We need to be prayerful about that in the name of the Lord. There's power in the blood. Glory to the name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't believe it and rebuke it. Greater is he that is within you than he that was in the word in the world. And the scripture goes on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. All things you can do. Christ is what strengthens you. You can do any and everything through him. It's his will, and that's the way you're praying and believing, that his will be done. There's nothing you can't accomplish through Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Another, uh, another scripture come to mind in Revelations 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And you don't have you can deny yourself and follow Jesus and not love your life so much that whatever happens and transpires, you can overcome whatever happens by the blood of the Lamb. It doesn't matter what happens. You're overcomer because you have that blood applied to your heart. Hallelujah. Glory to the name. Number two, Jesus' blood gives us peace. His blood can give us peace. I don't know what happened to Sister Cecilia just a moment ago, whether it was a seizure or what have you, but the blood of Jesus Christ that we plead the blood upon her can give her peace right then and there. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and that has to flee and has to go. He is her creator. He is your creator. When you plead the blood and you believe on that, I don't care if it's a seizure, a sickness come on you, a migraine headache, it does not matter. When you plead the blood of Jesus, it has to flee. And you believe it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The blood gives us peace. We can have peace with God. And it boggles the mind of so many people. They don't understand it why you would have peace. The world can't understand it, what your peace comes from. So many things can transpire and happen to you and somebody you may work with or friends or family. Why do you believe? Why do you trust Jesus? Look at all of this stuff that's happened to you. And when it rains, it pours on you. Why do you keep serving the Lord? It just boggles the mind. They can't figure it out because it doesn't matter what comes our way. We know that Jesus is real and the power of the blood, whether he, whether he, takes, care of, whether he takes care of every situation or not, we know he's got the ability to. He's got the ability to. Hallelujah. Praise name. Romans 5, uh, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Peace in the name of the Lord. Peace by his blood. Hallelujah. The attacks that happened uh, in Sri Lanka today uh, was brought to my attention. There, uh, there were uh, bombs that went off, 
And uh, I believe Brother Wayne said there's, what, 200 that was killed and several hundred more uh, that were wounded doing just what we're doing today. We come uh, worshiping the Lord, uh, praising him for his resurrection, so happy, and the worship has just been wonderful today. But and God can give us that peace through his blood that we don't have to worry about things that like that that may transpire because even if it does, all of those believers, if they if their lives were taken today, they had the hope and the glory of God, did they not? I believe that. I believe in his power and his blood. Yes, it's a terrible thing that happened. All of these school shootings that takes place, these things we have not seen up until recent time. For, for uh, years upon years upon years, we uh, pastors and ministers have been teaching and preaching, Jesus is coming soon, and a lot of people probably, quite frankly, are thinking, when is it going to happen? When is it going to take place? When Brother Wayne was teaching Sunday school class, he said he was telling us one, one of the uh, lessons, we ought to get up every day and say, is this the day? Is this the day of your return, Jesus? We should be expecting it. Eagerly watching, eagerly expecting it. We don't know what's going to happen and transpire, but we know all of these shootings that are happening more and more and more. It happens to young people. It happens to old. We do not know when that time is going to come and take place, what's going to happen. But if it does, you have the peace and mind of the, by the blood of Jesus that you can be glorified with him no matter what. Praise the name of the Lord. We can have that peace. You can have that peace today by his blood. Glory to the name. What can man do to those who are in Christ Jesus? Is there anything in the world a man in the world can do to you when you're in Christ Jesus? Are, are you going to let it bother you that, that much of what happens to you? Glory to the hope of the glory of God resides by faith in us all by the blood of Jesus. The next one I want to talk about is Jesus' blood gives us healings in our body. Healings in our body. I want to des uh, describe this by reading you Isaiah in chapter 53. As Isaiah was uh, giving prophecy of what was going to happen and transpire uh, with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And when, he, when we hid as it were our faces from him, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. He was chastised for that peace that I was just talking about. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes everything that we come afflicted with, we can be healed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Our, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. All of our iniquities and sins, even when we're out there not following him, going or doing our own will and our own thing, all of that was cast upon him. He carried that load. Even when we didn't realize he carried that load, he was carrying it anyway. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. 
and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He bore all that, and he took all that and never said a word about it. He could have easily given it up and, and uh, could have called tens of thousands of angels to come and just rescue him from that place and that time, but he chose not to do that. He chose to stay there and go through that, all that punishment, all that brutality for you and me because he wants you to have peace this morning. He wants you to have uh, overcomeness of the devil this morning. He wants you to be strong in him this morning. He wants you to come to service and Worship him and give him praise and glory, knowing that he has the power. It's a strength that's in him that he gives to you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to the name. Give the Lord a hand clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, by Jesus' blood, we are able to get close to God. And there's so many more. I mean, it, that when I was studying and preparing, it's like my mind's going everywhere. I mean, it. <laughs> trying to contain something, but there's so much, but uh, I tried to get it nailed down. But Jesus' blood, we're able to be close to God. Ephesians 2 and 13 reads like this, and it may go different than what you might think. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And we were, uh, as Gentiles, we were once not allowed to be part of this salvation that God it was only for his chosen few, the, uh, the uh, uh, Jews. It was only for them. But by, because of his blood and his great love for his people and riches and mercy, we can become close to him and, and unto his, uh, his, he came to his own and his own received him not. Glory to the name of the Lord. Aren't you glad of that this morning? That, because, that be us being Gentiles, we can still proclaim the blood of Jesus. We can proclaim salvation, same as them, his chosen people. When he was crucified at the very, at the very time, and another semblance of that was that veil being torn as that only the high priest, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, was allowed in to the Holy of Holies. And now with that veil being torn as that symbol, that, that closeness there, can be you can be close to God as well. Jesus calls that to happen. You can be close to him, each individual one. We don't have to go to, we don't have to uh, just only come here and be close to him we should be close to him each and every day at our home we should be close to him in our prayer closet we should be close to him in our car going to work singing him praises we should be close to him on our job each and every day that ends in why we need to be close to our lord and savior because he his blood is the only thing that's over going to overcome every aspect of your life i cannot stress that enough that his blood is the only thing that's going to overcome every aspect Glory to the name of the Lord. Now, how do we respond to all of this, to his blood? How do we prepare for his second coming? Jesus comes for each of us at different times. He said in Matthew, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. You don't know what the day or hour is that Jesus is coming for you. It could be this tonight. It could be in the morning. It could be five years from now. It could be 25, 30 years. You, we don't know. We don't know our time frame. But we do know, like we read in the scripture earlier, it's appointed once for man to, to live and die. And then after this, the judgment, that's the fact, that's the fact of the Bible. That's going to take place. And are we prepared for that? Are we prepared for that judgment to take place? Is the blood of Jesus applied to our hearts today that we can have that we can do as scripture says, come boldly to the throne, the grace of the throne of God for his grace. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to take us finally this morning uh, back to the Old Testament to Exodus, back to where it all began with the Passover. 
And this, uh, I have some pretty good scripture here to read, so just bear with us this morning. Exodus in chapter 12, instructions for the Passover, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. We know Jesus was without blemish. He was pure. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep nor or from the goats. And when I say without blemish, I mean he was sin free. He did not have sin in his life like me and you did. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Now, I was just talking about, we all know the doorposts all around the top and on the sides. is what it, uh, We know that's what it's talking about. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with the bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall, not, you shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you, sh you shall eat it with a belt on. And focus, let's focus on this verse 11. With a belt on your waist, sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. He, he was explaining exactly what was to take place and transpire on this first Passover. The, the uh, tenth plague had been announced. God had instructed Moses what to do, and he wanted them to be prepared to leave have their sandals on, be ready to go. You're going to eat, eat the Passover and be ready to move. Be ready to move. Let's skip over to verse uh, 20, 22 and 23. Be ready for it. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in a basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in a basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of, this of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. So the instructions went forth. He told them to be ready. Be prepared to be on the move. Get, get ready to eat it. Don't, and don't, don't leave it till morning. Be ready to move. Have everything ready to go. because we're And, we're, and don't leave the house until the morning because the death angel is going to pass by and all of the firstborn of every kind was going to be smitten by the Lord and he was going to take it. And this we know this to be the first Passover. It's what transpired and happened. It took place. All, you, all the squalling and screaming of, of everybody, this, the, the scripture says that not one house was not affected by this. There was screaming and wailing carrying on. 
that, that because of all of the firstborns being killed. And uh, Pharaoh uh, tell, told Moses, said, go on, get out of here. I'm tired. We done had all these plagues. Go on, take all of your herds. Because, you know, they held, Pharaoh held him back from even taking his herds. Moses said, we need to take all of our herds, all of our livestock, so that we can sacrifice before the Lord into the land that he shows us. And Pharaoh, would, all up until this time, all these, tra- all these different plagues, would not allow it. But when this death plague come upon them, he says, get out. Leave, flee from me. Not only that, bless me when you go. And so they all fled and they and they left at the appropriated time. But then we know that as they left, because they were prepared, they came after them even still. And if it were not for God who was ready and able and prepared to take care of them and, and parted the Red Sea for them, they would have all been killed because that Pharaoh would have done that. And I want to commute that this morning to what we should do. When we apply the blood of Jesus, when we come to the cross to Jesus, we need, and that is the blood applied, that is protection over us and he will pass over our sins this morning and we need to be ready to go from that point on we don't need to step out of the house of that protection we don't need to step away from that protection of the blood that he has applied over to our heart because when we do if we ain't prepared with him we're going to be taken out by by the devil we're going to be taken out by the enemy we got to stay under that protection we had we got to we got to let that blood stay applied to our heart this morning we got to be prepared always when it, so many church folk, they just wonder, why do I strive so much? Why do I struggle so much? Why do these things keep happening? Why does this keep going on? It does not matter. You stay focused on Jesus. You stay prepared for him. You always stay girded up, staying in his word. The scripture said, have their staff in their hand. Have your Bible in your hand, ready to read that word. Because when you go out, if you have your Bible in your hand and you're prepared and you're not going to let any, the, Jesus will not let anything defeat you. He will protect you through every situation. When the children of Israel went on, they crossed the Red Sea. They had no food. Who supplied that? Who took care of that? God took care of that for them at that time. He gave them food. He gave them the manna. He gave them the food. He, they were thirsty and they were ready to go back. They had no water. But God told Moses what to do. Strike the rock. Smoke the rock and let the water come forth. And give them drink. Give them something to drink. The next time he told Moses to do it, he told them to speak to the rock. But Moses didn't do it that time. But every situation, God took care of them through it all. Because as long as they stayed true to him, they stayed protected. They, they didn't let the devil defeat them or get to them when, when they stayed under that protection. It is so important today for us to stay under this protection of Jesus Christ. Do not walk away when you get that blood applied and it's, protect, and it's protecting your heart because it, you wait upon the Lord and you just give Him praise and glory each and every day. He will see you through each and every situation. It may not feel like, like, like the song we sang earlier, He's working when we don't feel like He's working. He's moving when we don't feel like he's working. That's why we don't get away from his protection. That blood is the only thing that protects us today. That blood is the only thing applied to our life that will cure every problem that we ever have and we ever face up until we go to glory with him. I praise the name of the Lord. Pastor, you can come on up. I thank the Lord today for the resurrection. I thank him for the joy that we have. We will one day be glorified together with him in the air. Amen. There's, that day is coming. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.